Hey, Chris. Hey, Noah. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Uh, thanks a lot for a little bit of your time today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. So how are you feeling about your, your game right now? It looks pretty good from the outside. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I think I'm mean, starting to feel pretty good um, with like the last 12 or 11 games left. It's starting to get into full stride here and, and looking into playoffs, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, coming off a big weekend, which is huge. So For sure. Welcome to episode 9 of the Bucks Network podcast, where I'll take a quick look back at the team's road trip last weekend and have a chat with Bucks forward Noah Quinn, who exploded for 8 points in the 3 game trip en route to being named the BC Hockey League's third star of the week. Welcome once again to episode 9 of the Bucks Network podcast. My name is Chris Keck, Cranbrook Bucks color commentator and covering the team for BucksNetwork.ca. The Bucks are coming off a pretty good road trip which began in Merritt on Friday night. The Bucks had suffered an overtime defeat to the Centennials in their only previous visit to Merritt. The Centennials only had two wins all season heading into Friday night's game as they had lost 14 straight since the overtime win against Cranbrook on January 2nd. The Bucks got the first 17 shots of the game and outshot the Centennials 59-15 on the way to the 4-0 win. The 59 shots for the Bucks in that game is a new franchise record. The night belonged to 16-year-old goaltender Carter Captain, who plays for Yale Hockey Academy's U18 prep team in the Canadian Sports School Hockey League and has committed to the Bucks for next season. Captain stopped all 15 shots he faced for the shutout win in his first BCHL game, so congratulations to him. The Bucks then paid a visit to the West Kelowna Warriors on Saturday, where they picked up a 6-3 victory. That night belonged to Noah Quinn, who set a franchise record with four goals in the game and tied a franchise record with five points. The only other five-point game was May 27th of last year in the Penticton pod, where A.J. Vasco had a hat-trick and a five-point effort, including two goals in the final minute to beat the Trail Smoke Eaters 5-4. That game has been referenced a few times on this podcast as the A.J. Vasco game. The win in West Kelowna was Cranbrook's third straight win after losing four straight games by one goal, so they went into Penticton on Sunday looking for a weekend sweep. Despite jumping out to a 3-0 first period lead, the Bucks couldn't hang on against the number one team in the BCHL, falling 5-4 to the V's before heading home. Quinn picked up an assist in that game to extend his personal point streak to nine games, which is also a new franchise record. He recorded four goals and eight points in the three games to be named the BCHL's third star of the week. I caught up with Noah earlier this week to talk about his strong play of late, his career, and his two years with the Bucks. I'll apologize in advance for some slight connection issues at times during our interview, as by trying to avoid an issue in one area of my house, I created another. That being said, it was a great conversation with Noah, and I think you'll really enjoy getting to know him. Here is Cranbrook Bucks forward and Nelson, BC native Noah Quinn 
on episode 9 of the Bucks Network Podcast. I'm thrilled to be joined on the Bucks Network Podcast by Cranbrook Bucks 18-year-old forward, future Bemidji State University Beaver, and reigning BC Hockey League third star of the week, Noah Quinn. Thanks so much for doing this, Noah. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. Um, so yeah, like I said, third star of the week in the BCHL. You're on a, a nine-game point streak. You had four goals and five points against a good West Kelowna team. Are you playing the best hockey of your career right now? Yeah, I'd say I'm feeling pretty good. Um, also, big help from my line mates, Tyson and Luke. They've been they've been getting me the puck, and I've been getting them the puck. So I think we're we're really clicking right now, which is good. Yeah, feel pretty good. The I don't know, everything just seemed to start going in on on Saturday night there in West Kelowna, so that felt pretty good as well. Yeah, that's kind of how it looked for sure. Um, and that wasn't even the most points that you've had in a game. We'll we'll kind of get back to that here in a little bit. But uh, you mentioned playing with uh, with Tyson Dick and Luke Foe. Um, you've probably played with them for about half the year, and then other points of the year you've played with you know just about everybody. Ryan Donald loves to mix the lines, but uh, what what works so well for you and Dick and Fozy when you guys are playing together? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean. They're great players as well. They they've got so much hockey IQ, and they're just all around great hockey players as well. And we're great friends off the ice and on the ice. We just I think we just click so well. So, yeah. Good to hear. Um. So yeah, like I said, we'll go back in your career a little bit here. So you left Nelson at thirteen to go play U uh, fifteen at uh, Okanagan Hockey Academy. What was uh What was that decision like, and what was that year like at OHA? Yeah, it was it was my first year at Bantam, so it was starting like hockey was starting to pick up, so it was, it was starting to get going. I don't know. I just it was a good decision. My family and I was sort of we saw the opportunity in Penticton, and and I also got the opportunity to live with my grandparents there. Uh, they actually they live in Oliver at the time, and I got to live with them, and and yeah, it was it was just great. We eat, sleep, breathe hockey every day, like wake up, go to school, skate every day. It was just really awesome. And, and yeah, don't regret it. Oh, that's sweet. That's good to hear. And then the following season, you uh, you returned to Nelson for your, your second year of Bantam. Uh, what was that season like? Yeah, it was it was pretty good also. Um, we, had, we had some good 04s and, and 03s. So we had a good year. I think we, we were a Tier 3 team, but we actually – played in tier two tournaments and and we did quite well and then uh, we actually ended up hosting the uh the bantam provincials in nelson and um we did pretty well it was actually funny um jaden fodcha on our team he actually mentioned to me the other day that he was on sunshine coast and he, he was on i think we, it was our last round robin game against them and and he was telling me that he scored in the game and then i i went back and and did some research and and the final score was actually like 11 or 12 one and Fods had the only goal so we got a good laugh at at that one and but yeah uh we ended up going going to the finals and and against mission and we we unfortunately we lost 2-1 but that was that was probably one of my highlights of my career so far um it was just really cool to 
to play in your hometown and and that was like that that was probably the most fans I've ever played in front of other than this year in Cranbrook but yeah almost half the town was there and cheering on just the little Bantam team so it, it was pretty awesome right on so you mentioned playing against uh Fodchuk in the provincials there um do you remember playing against anyone else on your team like when you played uh U18 AAA do you remember playing against like Gelbard or any of those other guys yeah yeah I we have, we have the odd talk with the with Hayden and Frauds they were on the same team there with the Hawks um yeah they they spanked us pretty good I think one game was nine nothing and the other game was 10-1 or something like that and it was pretty tough but yeah we get some good laughs yeah so I mentioned your your time playing uh, U18 AAA there um, with the Kootenai Ice. You played two seasons there. Um, I guess overall, I'll look. I'll ask you more about your your second season there in particular. But overall, when you look back at your two years playing uh, U18 AAA with the Kootenai Ice, what do you think of? Yeah, it was it was awesome. Honestly, um, although we lost a lot of games, I honestly I learned how how important winning is and how hard it is to win. I don't know. There was a lot of adversity along the way, and and to get the opportunity in Cranbrook just showed that that it all paid off. So, but yeah, it was really good. I had a, a great billet family there in, in Trail, and the school was awesome, and just a great setup. So yeah, it was it was really good. Good to hear. Yeah, and then I I mentioned your your second season there. Um, you had twenty one goals, twenty four assists for forty five points in forty games. So over a point per game player. Um, you were player of the month in January that year in the league. Um, you had a 10 point weekend, which included one game where you had two goals and five assists for seven points. Um, I guess like, how how do you look back on, uh, on that time, you know, maybe in particular that kind of weekend in January where things really took off for you, but, but how do you look back on your, your second year of U18 AAA? Yeah, I think uh, I'd say my second year midget was when I I really started to, to feel it and hit my stride, and really started to, like to think that I could make a career in hockey and and just love going to the rink every day and and pushing to get better and better. And I had a bunch of great teammates along with me on on that year. Both years actually, they were great. But yeah, that last year was was a good year. Um, I'm just trying to think January. I think it was against GVC, Creative Vancouver Canadians, was that game. It was in Trail. I think it was minor hockey weekend, so there was also a lot of fans, and it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, we just, I don't know. It was tough for us to get some wins, but we had to we had to capitalize on those games, and, and unfortunately we did, which was, was pretty cool. Good to hear. So uh, one other thing that happened while you were playing uh, U18 AAA there with the Kootenai Ice was uh, you you got into two regular season and five playoff games with your hometown Nelson Leafs of the KIJHL. What was that experience like? Yeah, that was that was really cool as well. I always watched and, and grew up watching the Nelson Leafs just in my hometown. So it was pretty cool to throw on the Leafs jersey for, for a little bit. And going in playoffs was pretty cool. I think uh, I played two games at home and then I played two games in Spokane and just the rivalry was pretty cool. And it was, it was sort of my first taste of junior hockey and, and playing against those bigger guys. So definitely, definitely helped me make my jump to junior A. Um, I was also pretty young at the time, so I was just a little guy, but yeah, overall it was a great experience and 
I thanked them for that opportunity, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that's sweet. So in uh, in October of your second season with the ice there is when the Bucks were announced as an expansion team. Um, did you know right away when you found out about the team, like, did you know that you wanted to come here and, and be a part of this? Or when did uh, when did things start to come together between you and the expansion Bucks? Yeah, so I actually heard about it. And, and obviously being in the Kootenays, our whole team was, was pretty stoked about it. And we all wanted to, to attend a main camp and, and rookie camp there. But at the time, I was affiliated with the Smoke Peters. So I sort of had my heart set on trail and just being being right there. I, I went to practices and stuff. And I actually always thought that would be the place I wanted to play. But then towards the end of the year, I, I started thinking about it and thinking about it. And obviously knowing Cranbrook and, and the great hockey town and facilities and all that and then I was fortunate enough to uh, get the call from Coach Ryan, and um, he offered me a spot. And then it, it was honestly a no-brainer. And um, I'm super happy with my decision. It's, it's awesome. Great place to play. The fans are great. Uh, facilities are awesome. Yeah, it's, it's been great so far. That's good to hear. It's always, it's always good to beat the orange and black, too. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's funny. I was yeah. actually going to ask you about... Um, maybe a bit of a connection to trail just because you were a, a West Kootenai guy, but I thought maybe you were, you know, you didn't play any games with them. I thought maybe you were a little bit young, but so you were actually affiliated with them and, and playing some games or practicing, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I practiced with them quite a bit actually. And then um, once our season was over, I started practicing with them regularly and then they got into playoffs and then that was right when COVID happened and shut everything down. So unfortunately couldn't get any games, but, but yeah. Right. Um, so you you signed with the Bucks in April. Uh, you were one of the first commits. So what was it like for you to kind of spend the summer watching the team slowly come together and, and getting an idea of who you'd be uh, playing with in September there? Yeah, it was pretty awesome, honestly, just to uh, – to be a part of the expansion and, and the new organization, it, it was it was pretty cool. Um, I honestly, I didn't know anyone coming into it, so that was a bit of a, a shock. But once I got there, I believe in August, we a bunch of guys went there early for the, uh, the kids' camp. And I think there was about eight or nine of us, and we all, we all bonded really well. It's been awesome so far. I mean, all the guys this year, last year, everyone's been great. We haven't had a, a weak link or anything. Everyone's been been bonded really well. And yeah. Sweet. So then uh, what was it like, you know, you mentioned coming together with some of the guys for, for kids camps and stuff like that. But what was it like when you guys finally got on the ice for, for the first main camp and things finally started to feel pretty real as a team? Yeah. Um. I think it was main camp. We started to get going, and, and it, it honestly didn't feel feel real. And until we played our first exhibition game there in Trail against Trail, I think I think a lot of us were gripping the stick pretty tight. But like once we got four or five games in, we started to get comfortable, and, and it, it was really good. All the guys were were super excited to get going and, and prove to Cranbrook that there should be a team here, and, and yeah. It's, it was great. Yeah, that's good. 
Um, yeah, so you kind of mentioned uh, me and camp and then into the exhibition season there. Um, the regular season was supposed to start in December for you guys. And then, you know, because of COVID and everything else, it got pushed back to, to April. So in for about, you know, three or four months there, all you guys did was, was practice and train and, and just all kinds of stuff like that. What do you remember about, uh, about that time? And, and were you trying to work on anything or get better at anything while you guys weren't playing? Yeah. Um, I believe it was November we got shut down and, and we were, we were just waiting and waiting and it was honestly pretty tough. I mean, we didn't really know, like, are we going to play? Are we not? Like, is this, how long is this going to go on for? But as a group, we all, we all stuck with it and, and kept grinding and, and working hard in practice every day. And, and it, it was good to play some games in the end. Um, I'd say overall, I, I just wanted to improve my game, but I think, um, like one main skill that I probably focused on was my shot working on, on different angles and, and releases. And then I'd say like my down low play in the corners and cutbacks and stuff like that, trying to get away from defenders and stuff like that. So we also, we worked out quite a bit. So we worked on the strength side and, and, uh, and then we did some, some ladder and stair work. So got the quick feet going and stuff like that. So it was honestly, it, it honestly, I think it benefited a lot of us, although we weren't playing games. I think a lot of us took the time and used it properly. And I think a lot of guys improved with that. I think um, overall, it was, it was just, it was tough, but we had to stick with it. And, and all the guys did that, which was really good. Yeah, for sure. And I think it, like you said, I'm sure it was good for you guys to, you know, be able to just kind of focus on training and, and getting better and that type of thing. And you mentioned working on your shot. That's something that uh, Wiley Henderson and I have been talking about on the broadcast lately, especially as, as your play has really taken off is um, your shot is kind of, I think it's surprising a lot of people and it's been, uh, it's been good to see that part of your game take off lately. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I like to put the time in on a shot um, in the summer too. I like to shoot pucks out on the driveway with the uh, the synthetic ice pad there, and and yeah, for sure. Um, what was it like when you? Do you remember the feeling when you found out that you guys would finally be able to play some some regular season games? Do you kind of remember uh, just that time leading up to the the first game there? Yeah. So before we actually quarantined and uh, for two weeks there. I'll be honest, it was, it was a pretty long two weeks because every day we just kept thinking about playing games and playing games. And I was actually fortunate enough to uh, to quarantine with uh, Cole Saley on the team, number 24. So that was awesome. We actually, we had a shooting tiles and, and a net outside. So every day we, we were shooting pucks and, and doing little competitions just to keep busy and, and pass the time a little bit. But yeah, I know it was, it was awesome just to, just to see that there was there was a future and, and that we could play some games here, and then the ride to Penticton from Cranbrook, we were all all the boys were super excited. Just wanted to get there and settle in in the hotel and, and get going. And then, yeah, our first game, we were we were a little bit rusty, but we, we were all super excited. Probably gripping the stick a little bit too tight, and then we started to to get going there, second and third game, which was good. Yeah, you mentioned the trip up to Penticton. Um, one of the things I've been doing here is I ask, I go through some rapid fire questions and I ask the guys about like what their favorite uh, road trip was. 
and uh, everyone on the team has said that the the trip up to Penticton was unlike anything else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it flew by. We were all just thinking and, and talking about playing and and that, like, is this actually real? What's happening? Like, what's it going to be like in the hotel and, and living in the bubble kind of thing? So yeah, it was it was really cool. It flew by super quick, which was good. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned that first game there. Um, obviously, a little bit of a a nervous time for you guys, like you said, gripping the sticks a little bit tight. Um, you p- picked up an assist in that game for your first BCHL point. Um, I guess, what do you remember? What else do you remember about that game? And, and what do you remember about getting your first point? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I, I don't even remember it. I, I want to <laughs> say Tyson scored it probably, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was pretty good to get the first one under the belt and, and then get going. But yeah. For sure. And then in your your guys' second game, you guys got the first win in franchise history. Uh, you had a goal and an assist in that game. What do you remember about the, the first win with the Cranbrook Bucks? Yeah, uh, I be- that was against Trail. So we were, uh, we were pretty excited to get back and get some revenge on them from the exhibition season there after a couple months. But yeah, I think... I think the goal was just a shot from the point, and then we all crashed at the net, and luckily I, I banged it in and, and got the first one. But no, it was it was good. Uh, it was good to get the win too, after uh, losing to Penticton there, and then finally getting the first win was was pretty cool to see for an expansion team. For sure, yeah, that was a great moment. Like even for me watching from from Cranbrook, that was uh, that was a special night to to watch that for sure. Yeah, definitely. So you. You had uh, four points in your first four games, and then I think it was just prior to your fifth game there during pregame warm-up, you, you suffered kind of a, a little bit of a, a freak injury there. Um, it ended up keeping you out for the whole season, but what do you remember about, uh, like, I guess the injury, and, like, did, what, did you think you'd be back at all? Like, what was kind of the process like for you for that season-ending injury? Yeah, so it was pr- it was quite a shock honestly we were uh we were just warming up for uh, the fifth game against trail and we were just playing some sewer at the start of the game and i didn't think anything of it honestly i just i jumped up for the ball for a header and, and came down and there was like a, a foam roller behind me and i actually came down on the foam roller and sprained my ankle and then it started to swell up pretty bad and and then i was I, honestly i wanted to play that game but it was it was swelling up pretty quick but yeah. Then we went to the hospital right away to get some X-rays and, and get it checked out, but it wasn't broken, thankfully. And then it was just a sprain. Um, we just sort of took our time, did as much as we could with the resources that we had in Penticton, and, and the Penticton V's helped us out a ton with uh, therapy and stuff like that, which was awesome. But I think I stayed there for two two more weeks after it happened and wasn't really seeing any progress and and it was still the same i didn't really see a possibility of getting back for the pod so between me the trainers and and my family we sort of made that decision to to leave the pod and and head home for uh for further uh treatment and physiotherapy so luckily when i got back uh my physiotherapist in austin and the sports doctor helped me out a ton it was awesome they had a gym there. They helped me out with just getting back to movements and jumping and 
taking impact on the ankle. So it was good. It was it was a long recovery, honestly. It was about three or four months with the ankle. It was just sort of stuck in that one phase where you didn't think anything was getting better, and, and then it passed, and then it started to get a bit better, and then you'd get moving again and doing more exercise, and then it would start to swell up or get worse again. So it was it was tough, but thankfully it, it's good now, which is good. And, yeah, so it was a tough injury, honestly. I've never seen someone get hurt in uh in sewer ever but uh i I don't play sewer before games anymore i know that for sure yeah (laughs) yeah it was kind of not funny but you know you're i sent out a tweet like because you were in the lineup that night so i i had tweeted out the the lineup and then uh and then you were a late scratch so i tweeted out that night that you were a late scratch for that game and then uh your dad pete actually sent me a couple photos that that you probably had sent him one of your one of your ankle and one of the the foam roller that you tripped on and just said like he uh he got hurt in warm-up and you know it doesn't look too good so um and that was actually the first time I talked to your dad which now I talk to him all the time we got a pretty good relationship so um but yeah that was that was definitely a tough way to see your your season come to an end there and but I'm glad to hear that you had lots of resources available to you there yeah, no, for sure. It was good to have the resources in, in the bubble and then back at home. But it was a tough pill to swallow, honestly, just with practicing for three to four months and then waiting for games and then the two-week quarantine and, and still waiting for those games. And then you finally get there, you're super excited, and, and then something like that happens. So it was tough, but it just made me more eager to, to get back this year and, and have a good start. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So once you uh once you kind of recovered there and you know dealt with everything you had to dealt with with your with your ankle there um what was what was kind of the the summer like for you as you started to prepare for the season again like uh what kind of things were you working on to to help you get ready for your second year in the BCHL Yeah um I'd say I was I I trained four to five days a week I did a lot of uh, running sprints and trying to get the foot speed up um, just with getting a little taste of the like the opponents and and the older guys, you can tell they're stronger and and so I really took this like the training in the summer super seriously and just how important strength is on the ice and and even strength with your shooting and I think that's honestly improved my shot a little bit too, getting my arm stronger and and getting a harder shot overall, which was good to see. Um, yeah, and then towards August, I actually came back to Cranbrook for a couple of days and uh, I skated. Uh, the rink guy in, in Cranbrook was awesome. Mark, he, he let me skate for an hour or two and, and just to feel it out with the ankle because I haven't I didn't skate um, after that, that time I heard it. So it felt really good and then just keep going with training. I, I was working too. I did uh, landscaping. So it was, it was almost like a workout itself with carrying bricks and stuff like that. So but yeah, no. This the summer was a, a really big improvement with my uh, my strength and overall just getting bigger and stronger. So that was good. For sure, good to hear. And I like the the marquee shout out. Shout out. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, and he's a he's a fan of the show. So shout out to marquee. Yeah, no, he's awesome. He's yeah. a great guy. Um, what do you remember? You know, coming back for for main camp for your second year here. Um, obviously some some new faces, some, some guys that you played with last year. Um, from what I've been told, it was a, a really competitive camp all around. Um, 
What do you remember about coming back together with the guys for your, your second season here? Yeah. Um, I knew we had like a lot of returning guys, so that was really good to see. I knew we were going to have a competitive group. Uh, personally, I just I wanted to come in and, and make an immediate impact with the team and and just do as much as I could. Um, I think overall we were just we wanted to f- keep going and fight and fight and, and get better every day, and, and that was really cool to see with with all the guys that we got. And then the new guys that came in, they also fed in right away. They were they were great. Even the guys from the states, it was a bit of a culture shock for them, but it was good. Right on. Um. So you guys went, uh, you guys went perfect in the in the preseason this year. You beat Trail three times, and then uh, you started started the season um, against Trail on opening night with a fifty percent sellout here in Cranbrook, with a, a big five three win over the Smoke Eaters. What was what was that like to open the season with a win against Trail in front of uh, twenty four hundred fans in Cranbrook here? Yeah, that was awesome. We uh, just as a group, we really wanted to to show the fans in Cranbrook that what we're made of, and and now that they they actually got to watch us play, we we thought we owed it to them, and and then yeah, overall we just we just played our game and, and really wanted to get that first win against Trail as well. So it was it was pretty cool to see. It was a lot of fans, and, and that was probably the biggest crowd I ever played against or played in front of. So that was really cool. For sure. And then uh, you guys ended up, you guys won the season series against Trail this year. You went six two and one against them. Um, you you be, you won four straight games, like four games in a row. You guys beat Trail, and then you ended up making it uh, five in a row against them in January here. Um, so you've kind of touched on it already, but what's it been like to enjoy some success against your your close rivals there and and take it to them in the middle of the season here? Yeah, no, it, it was really good. We, uh, with playing, I think we played in our first year, we actually, I think we played them like nine times in exhibition and then, and then we played them in the pod and then we played them in preseason and then we finally got to play games against them in the regular season. And we definitely got a good rivalry going and there was some, some pretty big fights and battles, but yeah, I know it's, it was good. It was, I think, I think we lost one game and it was, I think we lost seven four in Cranbrook, and you could tell all the guys were just not happy with it. And, and after that, I think we really we really found our stride, and, and the guys really took it seriously. And, and the games against Trail our rivals were huge, and it's always good to get a win, but it's even better to get a win against Trail. So, and to beat them two times before Christmas, and then three times after Christmas, that was, that was pretty exciting. Yeah, you mentioned the the seven four loss at home, and then I think a week or two before that, they they beat you guys four three in overtime in a game that you guys probably should have won. I think they they must have tied it with like really late in the game. They tied it, and then they scored that late overtime winner. So it was there was definitely a tough couple tough losses there. So it was good to see you guys bounce back, and your your game definitely went to another level against them in in December there. Yeah, definitely. So in November, you uh, you announced your commitment to play NCAA Division One hockey at Bemidji State University. Um, how did that come together? Like, did that start kind of at the showcase, or maybe even before then? How did when did the recruiting process start with Bemidji? 
Yeah, um, it was honestly super quick. Um, I think it was a Wednesday game after we played Merritt, I believe. And uh, I think we won 8 nothing or something like that. We were all super excited. And then and then after the game, uh, Coach Miles said there's someone in the hall for me. So I went out and, and met uh, Mike Gibbons, the assistant coach. He was an awesome guy, showed interest. And, and I was it was always a school that I, I liked and, and was interested in. And obviously I heard of them because uh, a local from Nelson, Reese Hunt, she actually goes there right now. So I knew of the name and, and obviously the colors were pretty nice with the green. But yeah, no, they they talked to me after the Wednesday game and then sort of just kept in touch and, and they kept watching. He actually came, I think we went on the road after that on Friday we played in West Kelowna and then I talked to him after that in in West Kelowna and then we went to Langley after that and yeah no he was he was a great guy super interested and then they sort of a week passed by and and I got a FaceTime call from them and and they offered me and I was I was super interested right from the start so that was pretty cool and then I did a, a fly down down to Bemidji to uh to tour the campus and, and the facilities and and I got there and and they were awesome like first class like picked me up great restaurants everything was awesome and just toured me around the rink saw the dressing room and saw their weight room got to see the business facility for uh, the school inside of it and then got to see the dorms and and then overall just got to see the town of Bemidji and I think it was I got there on Tuesday I went all day Wednesday for the tour and then Thursday or Wednesday night I called my parents and and told them I I wanted to commit here it it was a no-brainer for me and and then yeah on Thursday I I told them which was was pretty exciting so overall it was was a really cool experience um I'm looking forward to going there and in the future and and yeah it should be good awesome that's good to hear I was gonna ask about uh coach miles fitzgerald there because he in between his bchl career and his pro career he he went to bemidji as well so sounds like he he played a part in that for you and i'm sure he had some uh some insight as well yeah it was actually funny um there's a guy on their team right now that asked me about miles when i was there and he actually played with miles and then i went down there uh their hall of fame and, and there's pictures of all a bunch of guys and and it was funny. I actually took a picture of of Miles and his two brothers, the triplets. There, they were all in their Bemidji jerseys, and I took a picture and showed them when I got back, and we got a good laugh out of that, which was pretty cool to see. Right on. Uh, so I'll jump ahead a little bit here to uh, a game in January at home against Prince George. Um, the game went into overtime, tied zero zero, and. Uh, you, you kind of took the shift over there. It was like overtime kind of slowed down a little bit. I think your your defensemen there were kind of slowing the, the puck down and changing. And then I think it was either Bauer or Reese. Someone threw the puck over to you on the sideboards. And you just you went straight up the middle of the ice around the defenseman and then and ended the game with a nice shot over the goalie. Um, what do you remember about that, uh, that overtime winner against Prince George? Yeah. Yeah, it was Bauer. I remember actually. I think it was Bauer. Um, I just got on the ice and and I saw that that Prince George was changing and they looked a little too comfortable on the ice. So Bauer gave it to me and then it, I don't know. I saw a lane up the middle and 
And then it was funny, actually, the D-man on Prince George was my good buddy, Amron. He's uh, he's actually from Nelson, too. So, And then I just drove wide and tried to use my speed, and then luckily I chipped it in over, over the goalie's shoulder. So it was pretty cool, honestly, just to get that one on, on my buddy from Nelson and then also just to see the fans. It was it was a pretty cool moment in Cranbrook, so... For sure. Um, do you do you think that that goal, like, what did that goal do for your confidence? Like, obviously, you were you were doing well before that. Also, you know, especially when you're playing with with Dickie and Fozy. But uh, like that game was in in January, and you've kind of been on a heater ever since then. What did that really help with your confidence? Yeah, I think it it definitely played a, a role in that. I think just to show that I don't know, I can I can do those plays, and I'm comfortable with it now, and and just just play my game kind of thing and and just do what i can do and and hope for the best honestly it was just in the moment just came down and and shot and and luckily i went in which was pretty cool so that was good yeah and then uh i've seen you make similar plays in overtime even since then like you guys went to overtime against salmon arm at home here and then twice against vernon um so I've seen some flashes of that in, in other overtime games. And then obviously uh, I think you scored a pretty nice shootout goal as well in one of them. Um, so it kind of seems like when the game's on the line, you your play kind of elevates. Do you do you feel that way that when the game's on the line, you, you really go to another level? Yeah, honestly, I, I agree with that. I think, I don't know, I think I strive under pressure. Honestly, I, I'm, most guys get a little bit tense and, and when it comes to sudden death and overtime and shootout and stuff like that. But, no, I, I really like to slow the play down. And, and, I don't know, with so much room and three-on-three, it's, I don't know, you can make your plays and, and kind of do your thing and, and hope for the best. But, but yeah, no, three-on-three is a lot of fun. We, we play it in practice sometimes and always have fun with it. Right. Yeah, and then, uh, so not only when the game's on the line, but, we're in a pretty important part of the season here. Um, the games are getting a lot bigger. The games are getting a lot tighter. And uh, you're on a nine-game point streak right now. We've talked kind of about your, your four-goal, five-point game on Saturday night in West Kelowna. So, um, again, not only when the game's on the line, but in, in a pretty big part of your season here, you're, you're really taking off. Um, again, I guess what's your, what's your confidence like and, and how are you feeling going into these, these big games here? Yeah, no, I'm I'm feeling pretty good, honestly. Um, honestly, with the help of my line mates, do it makes me feel comfortable on the ice, and and makes me feel comfortable when I give them the puck because I know they can make a great play with it too. So, overall, just pretty comfortable, and and yeah, just keep going for these last couple games here, and hopefully we can get some wins at home for the fans here. Yeah, for sure. Um, so just uh, one more about some recent stuff here, and that's just. Uh, the, the road trip overall that you guys were just on, um, again, you, you had eight points in the over the weekend on route to being the, the third star in the BCHL this week. But uh, I guess what was kind of the feeling going into the trip, obviously going back to Merritt where you guys took a, a tough overtime loss once before, then into West Kelowna where you guys have been pretty good this year, and then obviously a, a tough building to play in in Penticton. What was kind of the, the overall feeling for the, the road trip here? Yeah, I think over, like we were looking at the Wednesday or at the the Friday game first against Merritt and and just that we lost in overtime it was it was a tough pill to swallow but we really wanted to get our revenge back and 
happy that the group did it and and that was really good to see and then going into Saturday against West Kelowna we're pretty fam- familiar with them and we might see them in playoffs so we we really wanted to to get an edge on them and and luckily we came out with the two points too there so that was really good there was a, a lot of fans in, in Penticton too unfortunately we couldn't come out with two points there but but I think the boys played really well yeah that was a that was a really good game for sure even though you guys uh you know your little win streak came to an end there uh tough bit of a tough way to end the trip but it was a definitely one of the better games you guys have had against Penticton for sure this year and maybe even going back to last year so that was good to see yeah okay we'll just do a little bit of rapid fire here i'll just uh fire a few questions at you to get to know you a little bit better what's your favorite hockey team um i'll probably get some heat but i'd say the toronto maple Leafs. okay and favorite hockey player uh austin matthews okay yeah you mentioned taking some heat uh Pretty popular answer. I know AJ said Maple Leafs and uh, Austin Matthews as well, and and Skurves, who plays in the Marlies organization with the Growlers. There, he he said that he likes the Leafs a little bit too. So, um, definitely some common answers there. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Actually, AJ and I we sit beside each other on the bus. We always have our good talks about the Leafs and, and what's going on. So yeah, I know it's funny. <laughs> right on. Uh, favorite non hockey sport. I'd say golf. Uh, it's a big summer sport for me. I like to hit the course with some of the guys. And, and even in Cranbrook, when we get here at the start of the year, all the guys bring their clubs and usually hit, catch a couple courses, Wildstone, Country Club, and then Shadow and stuff like that. So it's pretty good. Right on. Uh, favorite non-hockey athlete? Mm, I'd say probably Tiger Woods or Vladdy Guerrero Jr., honestly. Right on. Um, favorite pregame meal? Um, probably just a simple chicken and rice or usually some chicken Alfredo. Just keep it simple. Sweet. Um, favorite, uh, pregame music? Um, usually whatever's in the room, honestly. Usually Fozzie's on Ox, so he's got some good tunes. So yeah, no, whatever's there. Usually gets the boys fired up, so it's good. Right on. Who's got the Who's got the worst music on the team here? I'll give you a chance to chirp somebody. I know a couple guys have picked uh, Quaid so far, but uh, who's got music that you don't really like listening to? You guessed it. I was just gonna say too. I, I gotta go with Quaid. His music's <laughs> it's pretty tough to listen to, but he he doesn't usually get the opportunity in the dressing room. But when he does, it's it's short lived. Uh, yeah, I, I told him, like, I I had Quaid on here for episode 8, and uh, I told him beforehand that I'd give him a chance to, to chirp some of the guys and get back at them for the, the music comments, but he was like, oh, no, I love I love Reese, I love AJ, I, I, can't, I can't give those guys a hard time, so uh, <laughs> I didn't even bother asking him, but, uh, yeah, definitely uh, hate to see the, the hometown kid getting ragged on for his pregame music, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no. Quaid's a great guy, honestly. Yeah, not he, on a mean bone in his body. He'll do anything for the boys. He's, he's a great guy, but that's one thing I gotta say is his music's a bit tough to listen to. That's all. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what's your favorite hockey memory? Um, I'd say I got two. Honestly, I'd say the one in in Bantam there with uh, Provincials. 
just playing in front of the hometown crowd. Unfortunately, coming up short, but no, it was a pretty cool experience. And then obviously this year, just uh, committing to Bemidji, I thought that was pretty cool. So that's probably one of my biggest highlights. Sweet. What's your uh, What's your favorite hockey road trip? Um, I'd say honestly, all of them are, are a lot of fun with the guys. They make it go by quick, but I'd say my favorite one is is probably trail. Honestly, it's a it's a close trip, and it's a good barn to play in, especially especially when you beat them. Um, but yeah, no, you get some close to my hometown too, so I get some family and friends out, and you know, it's, it's a good rink to play in. For sure. Um, so you mentioned uh, Austin Matthews being your favorite player. Do you do you have a player that you try to to mold your your game after? Like, is it Matthews, or do you maybe see uh, another player in the NHL as a, a comparable to you? Um, I would say I try and play the kind of game like sort of like Bo Horvat, or or even like Elias Patterson. Um, he's sort of like a a lankier forward that is not super heavy but he can shoot puck and stuff like that but i'd say one thing about austin matthews that i, I really like to watch is, is his shooting and, and obviously I, i've worked on my shot a lot so i, I try and, and model my shot after him a little bit just how he how he shoots a puck and his releases is, is probably one of the best in the league so yeah he's probably he's probably up there i'd say Bo Horvat, Pedersen, and maybe even like nugent hopkins or something like that Okay. Yeah, you mentioned uh you mentioned a lot of pretty good two-way centers there. Um for me personally, you know, being a right-hand shot and the way that you play in both ends of the rink, um I think that you play a lot like Patrice Bergeron. But I'll say uh I'd say maybe Patrice Bergeron with with Austin Matthews shot cuz uh we talked earlier about your shot. I definitely think you can you can shoot it pretty good, but when I watch you, you know, take face-offs and do a lot of those responsible type things I, I see a lot of Bergeron in your game yeah no for sure he's he's right he's probably one of the best centermen in, in the game um just as even his face-off percentage is, is probably top four or top five honestly he's pretty good in the dot for sure um okay getting pretty close to wrapping up here but uh I've mentioned a couple times already your your uh you know, like I said, the reigning third star in the BCHL this week. I guess, what does it mean to you to be uh, recognized by the league for having a, a really strong week over the weekend there? Yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool. Obviously, it means a lot. But uh, I think a lot of it goes to my line mates as well, Fozy and Dicker. And I think we just, we play we play a similar game and, and we all bring, bring something to the table. And I don't know, we can make plays under pressure and, and I feel I feel comfortable and confident when I give them the puck, and I'm confident they're going to make nice, a good play. So, yeah, I think helping my line mates and and obviously Coach Ryan as well. He's helped out a ton over these past two years. For sure. Um, and then just the the last one here. I'll get you to to look ahead to the weekend against uh, Wenatchee. You're playing them at home, two games. Um, you guys have played them three times this year in Wenatchee. You've lost all three games by a three-two score. Um, thought I, I feel like you guys were probably the better team in all three games and just didn't quite get the result. But uh, what are you looking for? What are you looking forward to to playing Wenatchee at home twice this weekend? Yeah, I think just to to get revenge on them. Um, coming into our barn, hopefully we can 
we can come up with some points and and hopefully as you see in the standings the standings are getting a bit tight coming coming to playoffs here so hopefully we can get a couple points from them and, and just keep rolling i think they're a tough team to play against they're a great team but i think with these the three games that we played i think hopefully we can solve them here in uh, in cranbrook for these two games for sure well, we're all looking forward to it for sure. It's nice to have you guys back home after a couple weekends on the road and, and like you said, get some uh, revenge against uh, Wenatchee on home ice here. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, thanks so much uh, for your time, Noah. I had a lot of fun doing this. It was a great interview. So, um, yeah, thanks again, and uh, hopefully we can do it again sometime. Yeah, for sure. No, thanks for having me. It was great to uh, catch up and talk some hockey. So that just about does it for episode nine of the Bucks Network podcast. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Bucks forward Noah Quinn. I do want to correct something I said in the intro there. AJ Vasco's five point game was actually on May 7th of 2021, not May 27th. So uh, my bad. And uh, one other thing I mentioned that the Merit Centennials had only won two games all year. And they had lost 14 straight since beating the Bucks in overtime on January 2nd. Well, one night after losing 4-0 to the Bucks, the Merritt Centennials beat the Trail Smoke Eaters 5-3. So good job, Trail. Keep up the good work.